Welcome to the very first episode of Unraveling IT, the entertainment and educational podcast here to help you understand all things IT and how they affect you and your business. Today, we have Brian Harmison, the CEO of Corsica Technologies, who will be discussing why you need to be considering an MSP just like you consider an accountant or a lawyer. Brian, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah, Lexi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so tell me, what makes you passionate about IT and why are you still in it? Yeah, so my background is in software development and that's where I've spent a lot of my career up until I got involved in IT and cybersecurity almost 10 years ago. And what I found is that while a lot of developers are interested in the technology, there's a lot of things that, that need to happen behind the scenes that um, aren't handled as well. And as as I got to know more businesses through software product development, what I discovered is that there's a, a deep need for them to have advice, not just on how they build intellectual property, but how do they protect their businesses and how do they grow them using technology in other areas. So that's that's what really led me into the the spot that I'm in now, focused more on B2B IT and cybersecurity. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for that explanation. Um, can you tell me what Corsica does in your own words? Yeah, absolutely. So we are a nationally recognized cybersecurity and IT services provider, and we provide those services to other businesses, um, usually in conjunction with their internal IT departments. So what we see frequently is that internal IT departments are understaffed, under-resourced, and we're able to bring expertise in that, that they might not be able to find or hire on their own. So we bring a team and partner with those businesses to provide them with a level of service and security that they wouldn't be able to get on their own. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so tell me, um, what are some common misconceptions that you get when you tell somebody about what we do? I think the, the biggest one that I get is that um, MSPs want to take over uh, the information technology for for a business. And there certainly are some that do. That's mm -hmm. not the approach that we take. Mm -hmm. um, the, the way MSP sold themselves five, six, seven years ago was very much a get out of the IT business. We're going to take all this off your plate. And that's just not an, an accurate representation of what an MSP can actually do. Mm -hmm. As an outsourced partner, we certainly become part of your culture and, and part of the way the business operates. But we don't replace those that live in that business, that really know it, that can really help it grow and run well. And so that's probably the biggest misconception, um, whether it's talking to an IT person or a CFO, is that Corsica's here and they're here, you know, if they're an IT person, that we're, we're there to take their job. And that's just not the case. We, we are an alternative to them building a team mm -hmm. um, and staffing a team. So we can be a really good partner in, um, in, in a situation like that. So that's, that's the biggest misconception is we're here to take people's jobs. We're really not. We're providing a specialized service that they're not going to find, uh, likely, the individual resources to do that. And if they did, it'd be such a big team. Most businesses couldn't afford that. Gotcha. And that is also something that is um, something that people think is that we're much, much bigger than what we are and that, you know, we have like tons of people. Um, and in reality, one of the great things about Corsica is that uh, we are small enough to be personal. And then it's what's the other part? Yeah. And, and big enough to matter. And, and I think that the, where the big enough to matter really comes in is that we have enough people and, and the vast majority of our staff, as you know, Lexi, is, is technical in nature. So they're delivering those services. The big enough to matter part is that we're able to hire enough people that we have 
all the skills and expertise represented, where a lot of smaller MSPs, they have people wearing three or four hats. Um, maybe they're not experts, they're more of a generalist, and they're, with, they're being asked to operate like an expert would. So that's, that's the part of, of being big enough to matter. And, and um, you know, the, the small enough to, to still be personal and, and really get to know businesses really comes down to our philosophy around the regionality of the way we deliver those services. So we work really hard in the, the areas that we serve to hire people to be a part of those communities and to build relationships. Because of all the things I described so far, if we're not relational in the way that we work with other businesses, um, it's going to be a mismatch for, for most small to mid-sized businesses. Gotcha. Okay. Well, uh, so when it comes to Corsica, you've already named some really amazing things that make us special. But what are, do you think, what is the key selling point that always gets people to say absolutely? Yeah. Um, I mean, besides just that we're nice people, yes. <laughs> uh, that that certainly helps. We want to work with people that, that we enjoy being around and that we relate well to, that live in our communities. So, so that's, that's a part of it. But it, it, in my mind, it what usually ends up changing the dialogue of a conversation in, in that kind of get to know you sales process is around the way we deliver services. And um, much like um, any, any industry goes through kind of an evolution, the evolution that the MSP space is in now is really around cybersecurity. And it's not that cybersecurity is new, mm -hmm. it's that um, most MSPs haven't made an actual investment in cybersecurity. They're outsourcing that to a third party, and there's lots of, of those services that are available to an MSP. We believe that's not the right approach, that mm -hmm. cybersecurity really has to be unified and integrated into everything that we do in IT. And, and the only way that, that we feel you can do that effectively is by having your own security staff. And so that's, that's the path that we've taken as a business, is to build into everything we do the the cybersecurity disciplines, mm -hmm. because just like most businesses are in the IT business in some way, if they're using information technology, mm -hmm. they're also in the cybersecurity business, or at least they need to be. Mm -hmm. And so we view that those things need to be delivered together. And so we've actually built our teams and our service offering all around cybersecurity is the foundation for that. And we deliver that with all US-based, all um, in-house resources. We don't use any contractors for that. Gotcha. Uh, what would you say is um, something that an MSP does that people wouldn't expect? Because for me, I think it was the digital transformation services. Yeah, that's probably the, the biggest one. Most people, when they hear MSP, think help desk. Yes. I pick up the phone. My printer doesn't work. I need to call and get help. Mm -hmm. and, and the argument we, we would make is that we can do that. Um, we may or may not be able to do that as well as you know an in-house resource. Um what it, what it comes down to is, is more of the strategy. Because we work with hundreds of clients, we have the opportunity to learn from them and then share that knowledge of what we see going on in, in, in industries. So as we work with a banking customer or a healthcare customer or even manufacturing, um, just to name a couple, we have an opportunity to share what what are the trends we see happening within that industry. And, and a lot of those have to do right now with digital transformation, which mm -hmm. in our sphere, it, it can mean a lot of things, in, in our sphere is really focused on how do we help a business become more automated? How do we reduce the manual processes? Um, not a lot of people want to sit and do the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, and you know that's what got me into programming mm -hmm. uh, back long ago is if I could automate it, why would I do the same task over and over again? So 
an opportunity to sit down and understand where are the, the gaps within a business from a technology perspective and how could we help solve them? Maybe those are solutions we provide. Maybe it's helping them find the right application to use within their business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's that bigger holistic view of where are you going with technology? How does it fit into your business plan? How do we help you grow? That's where I, I think that the MSP value really starts to, to come in. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people want digital transformation, but a lot of them don't even know what it is. And I think the best way to just describe it is just what you said. It's just advancing a business in a technological way. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be huge investments. So that's the other part. I, I feel like most of us as technology professionals haven't done a good job of showing a path that mm-hmm. feels achievable and not super, super expensive. Mm-hmm. These things can be done in a really incremental but meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what we tend to hear about are the, the TV commercials and the, the IBMs and the other large companies and the, the millions and billions of dollars they're investing mm-hmm. in digital transformation. But it doesn't have to start that way. And in fact, we would say most businesses that we work with Let's take a couple small steps. Let's find some things that are high value, high return, and help them see a way that that they can use that technology. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are watching and you have no idea what digital transformation is, even after all of that, the easiest way I can describe it to you and for me to understand is, you know, when you go into a restaurant and you see a little QR code on the table instead of a menu, that's a type of digital transformation. It's not what we do, but that's a type of digital transformation um, that's easy for you to understand if you're still just like, what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah, and I, I think that's right on. We see it all the time. We don't realize it. Yeah. You know, the the phone that you hold, that's that's digital transformation. It's mm-hmm. it's moving things that used to be done through non-digital means into a, a digital uh, format. Mm-hmm. And it it's everywhere. It's all around us. When you start thinking of it that way, you see it all the time. And all of those things, usually for a business, whether it's a restaurant or, or another organization, it's done in the advancement of how do we how do we grow our business or how do we provide better service? How do we provide a better experience? Okay, awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for that conversation. I, I personally, I feel like out of all of our service, all out of all of our services, digital transformation is the one that interests me the most. Um, but let's keep going. It's um, probably the most fun. It is. It is because you can do such cool stuff. There was a um, when when Brian was first explaining to me what digital transformation was, um, the thing that like made my you know ears go up is uh, he was saying that we uh, created a custom software for a police department. Um, where basically it makes sure that they don't collide into other cars like collision control. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Cool. I mean, there, there's just so many uses for technology that are that people don't think about. Yeah. People don't think for about. sure. Yeah. So you have a extremely um, unique philosophy. Um, well, I wouldn't say extremely, but it, it was it was a great analogy, but a, a great philosophy about why you think an MSP is a necessity. Do you want to go ahead and go into? Yeah. That? Sure. And and you, th- there might be exceptions. You know, I'd start with that. But when when I think about as as a fellow business owner and and someone who's who's grown businesses over time, you know, some of the the key areas that I sought help were around accounting and um, accounting, finance and and really legal. And, And I think that's true for most of us as business leaders. We want someone that's that's really an expert. And that doesn't mean that we don't have some of that experience ourselves, that we can't read a P&L or we can't review a legal contract. But we want that expertise 
because it's so important to what we're doing. You know, these are the key negotiations, planning for the future. And I, I view IT and cybersecurity really fall into that same category. Mm-hmm. What I see happen a lot is businesses rely on an individual mm-hmm. who is likely very technically savvy, mm-hmm. but might have a very narrow window of their understanding of technology overall. And um, so so I, I feel like running a business without that outside um, advisor mm-hmm. that is engaged in this with with other businesses like an MSP mm-hmm. is with technology is is really a necessity for keeping your business on the right track. So, um, you know, I would compare us to those other professional services like lawyers and, and accountants where you would bring them in for that independent audit. And maybe that's that's all that the MSP gets used for. Let's go through, let's review our IT infrastructure, cybersecurity practices, could be a one-time type um, engagement, or, you know, ideally it's something that's ongoing so that you're getting that strategy built into the business, working alongside those IT resources who have that kind of limited or or institutional view of what technology can do for a business, mm-hmm. and let us work alongside them and, and move that business forward. Gotcha. Well, there you have it in his own words, why it's absolutely a necessity and why you need to be taking it seriously. Um, so one I, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is that um, over the past few months, uh, the U.S. government has been taking a more um, on-hands approach when it comes to cybersecurity in the U.S. and um, data privacy. Uh, what do you think that that means for the future of MSPs and their necessity? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And yeah. You know, I'd, I'd add a little bit of commentary to that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the government's always taken cybersecurity seriously. Right, they haven't necessarily done mm-hmm. much about it. And, and they also tend to be um, more lagging behind a lot of commercial industry. And so mm-hmm. um, what what I like is that, that we're starting to talk more about individual um, security as well. So mm-hmm. how do we protect individuals? How do we protect our children? Mm-hmm. How do we protect those that, that maybe aren't as educated in technology? Um, so I think that's really good. But what it what it highlights is, is really this need for expertise. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to cybersecurity, that expertise is really, really hard to find for most businesses. If they do find it, they don't usually keep it because what those experts are looking for is they're looking for variety, depth, mm-hmm. opportunity to grow. And most businesses can't offer that. So they may hire somebody and they they leave soon afterwards or they leave a year later. And now you're hiring somebody new again and and it's it's a whole new person with their kind of individual flavor on on what cybersecurity is. And so for us as MSPs, as more publicity comes to cyber, you you really need to be doing these things. Um, It's a chance for us to use the disciplines that we've built to help these businesses and work alongside those those resources that that they may or may not have. Absolutely. Uh, So last question. True or false? If the device is connected to the Internet, it can be compromised. Well, I mean that's true. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of a of a story that that I tell sometimes um, around the way businesses view technology now compared to the way they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, five years ago, it was not uncommon for us to talk to a small business, and they'd say something like, "Well, I'm not, 
you know, I don't feel like I'm a target. I feel like I'm pretty safe. I don't need to do these things that you're recommending. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you know, what I'd like to do is just install a big switch and turn the internet off when we don't need it. And and that's a that's a mentality we don't run into anymore. I think mm-hmm. most people really do recognize that that the whole time that device is on, that it's connected, there's the possibility that it's been compromised, whether it's a device we're holding in our hand or it's sitting on our desk or it's mounted on our wall playing, um, you know, videos or movies that we like. All of those things are potentially threats and, and are really one good hacker or one good AI program away from having a compromise. And so we live in a world where, where we really don't trust anything. And that gets into the, the whole topic of zero trust. But mm-hmm. what what we're assuming is we, we'd rather go in saying this device is likely compromised. How do we protect it mm-hmm. versus hoping for the best and only detecting that once it happens. Gotcha. So would you say that it's fair that at some point in your life, you're going to experience some type of cyber attack at one point or another. Oh yeah, for sure. And and they fall into all different categories. Um, you know, I think the most common one that, that we talk about is is ransomware. It's kind of the 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 most exciting, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, but we see it all the way down to to individuals, to people that that we likely know that mm-hmm. have received the call from Amazon support. You know, Amazon support, not yeah. that from from another country that are looking for um, looking for credentials, looking for information. And that's just another form of phishing. It might not come by email, it might come by phone. So we're constantly under attack. And the mm-hmm. likelihood is that if you went in and scanned the dark web, mm-hmm. you'd find some of your credentials out there. Maybe it's from my fitness pal, maybe it's from LinkedIn mm-hmm. from from seven or eight years ago. We've all likely been um, attacked and, and compromised in some way. And so that that comes back to, um, you know, in, whether it's a business or an individual, you have to know, know where you could be exposed, mm-hmm. know how you're going to respond, and mm-hmm. then actually have the resources available to, to implement that plan as you respond. And that's especially critical for businesses. We've seen and helped recover businesses after a, a security event where they had all the right things in place. They checked all the boxes, cybersecurity insurance questionnaire looked good. Uh, if you reviewed the application protection list, it looked good. Mm-hmm. So they had the technology part down, but they didn't have the people or the process in place. And and that's, re- that's where a, an organization like Corsica can really come in and, and help ensure that you don't just have the process, but you have a group dedicated to following that process and responding to it. Gotcha. So it's not a matter of if, it's when. It truly is when. And, um, you, you know, working with a company like Corsica doesn't prevent the, you know, doesn't turn it from a, from a if to a win. It, mm-hmm. it, it really, it, it really comes down to, do you have someone there mm-hmm. who's going to step in? Mm-hmm stop that event as it's happening and then help you as a business or as an individual move forward in the right way, respond the right way. And, and so much of, uh, instant handling is, is certainly containing the damage. That's, that's what an insurance company is going to want to do. They're going to want to really contain the damage and, uh, figure out who's at fault because that's what matters to them, mm-hmm. whether or not they have to pay. What what we're focused on is how do we keep this business protected and running? So that email compromise happens, that ransomware event occurs. How do we respond to it? 
how do we make sure that that there's business continuity through that event and make sure that it doesn't become you know an event that lands them in the news that hits their PNL um, that that has a negative business impact because we know this is part of our reality. Gotcha. Uh, I know I, get, I said last question like a few questions. That's ago. okay. No, it's great because this conversation is really great. Um, I have a question. Uh, so I noticed that you talked about insurance in there just a little bit. Uh, are there situations in which if a company doesn't have sustainable, you know, IT solutions that, you know, insurance won't cover it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty frequent. Uh, you know, it's like any kind of um, insurance, especially. So so one cyber insurance is getting harder to get. The questionnaires are are getting more difficult. There's insurance companies leaving the cyber insurance. uh, Wow. Uh, sector completely big insurance companies so mm-hmm. it that highlights the the necessity of you know we all have insurance uh, and you know as i talk to people about this i, I think of it like driving mm-hmm. we all have insurance on our cars but we also drive defensively mm-hmm. so we're not out looking for an accident we're not um you know we're not not paying attention while we're driving um, because we have insurance, but that's how a lot of businesses treat cyber insurance. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I have cyber insurance, so if it happens, I'll be fine. Gotcha. Uh, but that's that's just not that's just not the case because um, you know insurance companies one are looking for a reason not to pay out, mm-hmm. but the other is um, if you didn't fill out that cyber insurance questionnaire accurately, mm-hmm. they're going to know that when that event happens. And that's gotcha. going to disqualify you from any payout. So not only do you have a business disrupting event, you're not going to receive financial compensation. And um, it, it's just going to be that much more damaging for the business. So so the way we approach that is, is really around you have to have a holistic strategy so that you know um, when the accident happens, you know how you're going to respond. And, and we haven't talked about it. But I'll, I'll, the last part of that I'll add is our people are the most, you know, are the most vulnerable parts of our organization. That's true for Corsica. Mm-hmm. And that's true for all the businesses that we work with. And so um, we have to have things in place besides insurance that mm-hmm. protect us um, on a day in and in day out basis. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, if you don't understand MSPs after that conversation, then I don't know what to tell you. I felt like that was extremely, extremely informative. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today on the very first episode of Unraveling IT. Um, And we will see you in the next episode. All right. Thanks, Alexi. Bye. Bye.